G'day and welcome to The Journey. I'm Max Norden sitting in for Jude Hennessy again this week. Well, if we're following the normal run of ordinary time, you'd expect that this would be the 18th Sunday, but it's not. We're actually celebrating the Feast of the Transfiguration. And you might be wondering, why would that be so? Well, the date of this feast, the 6th of August, has been chosen to be exactly 40 days before the 14th of September, which is the Feast of the Exaltation of the Holy Cross that we celebrate in the Church. And because of a tradition that the Transfiguration took place 40 days before the Crucifixion, that's why we're celebrating the Transfiguration as 40 days before the Feast of the Exaltation of the Holy Cross. And Father Patrick Duffy, in his online blog, notes that this feast began to be celebrated in and around Jerusalem in the 4th and 5th centuries. And we've got some great reflections on it this week from Father Richard Healy and also Father Tony Percy. But for the rest of the show, got some really great inputs from Deacon Josh Clayton, the Bush Deacon. Josh was at a basketball game and he was noticing the difference that a small amount of coaching gave to the young boys in the team that his youngest son plays in. And that made him wonder, how would it be if we got a little bit of coaching in our spiritual life? What difference would that make for us? So a great story from Deacon Josh Clayton. Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. Trish is wanting us to renew our mind and transform our mind because the more time we spend with God, the more we'll see things from God's perspective. In Wisdom from the Abbey segment, Mother Hilda has been recalling a story by Father Ed Farrell when he was a seminarian. And Father Ed was fascinated by the fact that his eyes were exactly the same as his mother's eyes. And Hilda says, that's what it's like with God. God's eyes are exactly the same as our eyes. You'll love Mother Hilda's Wisdom from the Abbey. But now to the Gospel reading for this week, the Transfiguration story where Jesus takes Peter, James and John up Mount Tabor for an incredible experience. Two different angles on this Gospel story this week. Father Tony Percy in his word spot is taking the work of Austin Cooper, an Australian theologian who maintains that the essence of Christian spirituality is found in this transfiguration story. You're really going to love what Father Tony Percy is going to explain in his segment coming up a little later in the show. But now to Father Richard Healy and his reflection that he's called Contrasting Two Events. He's inviting us to meditate on the transfiguration scene by holding and contrasting in our mind the scene of Calvary and the crucifixion of Jesus with the transfiguration event. So you can see there's a lot on this week's show, so we better get into it. I'm going to read the gospel for you in just a moment. Then Father Richard Healy, some great music from Chris Tomlin, with Matt Mark combining together for Kyrie Eleison, and after the break, Mother Hilda and her wisdom from the Abbey spot. Faith, hope, love and life. I'm Max Norton, sitting in for Jude Hennessy this week. Thanks for joining us on The Journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain where they could be alone. There in their presence he was transfigured, His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Suddenly, Moses and Elijah appeared to them. They were talking with him. 
Then Peter spoke to Jesus. Lord, he said, it is wonderful for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when suddenly a bright cloud covered them with shadow, and from the cloud there came a voice which said, This is my son, the beloved. He enjoys my favour. Listen to him. When they heard this, the disciples fell on their faces, overcome with fear. But Jesus came up and touched them. Stand up, he said. Do not be afraid. And when they raised their eyes, they saw no one but only Jesus. As they came down from the mountain, Jesus gave them this order. Tell no one about the vision until the Son of Man has risen from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. And now, the Gospel Reflection with Father Richard Healy. Have you ever had an experience that was so sublime, so magical, so amazing that you struggled to share all its details, even with a close friend? Maybe the event wasn't even all that weird or far out, but all the elements came together in a way that you know mere words or photos are just not going to come close to even beginning to share the full impact of what transpired in those incredible days or even moments. I suspect that the event that we listen to today from Matthew 17 is like that, only a thousand times more amazing. When the different gospel writers attempt to describe what happened, and even more so to share the emotional and spiritual impact of what happened that amazing day, they are struggling at the limits of human language. We are told that Jesus is transfigured before them. Literally, in the Greek language, he writes that Jesus is metamorphosed. When the disciples look at Jesus, he glows with a transcendent glory that is reserved for the heavenly beings. Jesus is joined in this splendor with Moses and Elijah, not only to represent the law and the prophets, but because they were both prophets who were rejected by the people, advocated for God, the covenant and the Torah, worked miracles, and ultimately were vindicated by God as representatives of the heavenly world. But I suspect that Bishop Tom Wright is correct when he invites us to meditate upon the transfiguration scene by holding and contrasting in your mind the scene of Calvary and the crucifixion of Jesus. Here on a mountaintop in Galilee, Jesus is revealed in glory. There, on a hill outside Jerusalem, Jesus is revealed in shame. Here his clothes are shining bright. There his clothing has been stripped by the soldiers. Here he is flanked by Moses and Elijah as two of Israel's greatest heroes. There he is flanked by two brigands as a sign of how far Israel had fallen as a result of its rebellion against God. Here a bright cloud overshadows the scene. There darkness falls upon the land. Here Peter cries out about how wonderful it all is. There Peter hides in shame after denying that he even knew the Lord. Here the voice of God booms from the cloud declaring that Jesus is my beloved son. There, it's left to a pagan Roman soldier to declare in surprise that this really was God's Son. Perhaps this moment of glory can only be appreciated and understood when we can also see the glory of the cross. The three disciples who accompanied Jesus to that high place that day, Peter, James, and John, were rightly surprised by the sublime power, love, and beauty of God. But we also need to discover a way to recognize that same power, love, and beauty in the voice of Jesus when he calls us each day to take up our cross and follow him as disciples. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews, and wisdom for living life to the full.
to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Now, Wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda. Father Ed Farrell, in a book that's probably not available anymore, it was called Prayer is a Hunger, gave us an instance from his own life, always the, the best way to hear something. As a seminarian training for the priesthood, he'd been playing football with his classmates and he broke his leg. That meant that he ended up doing a stint in the infirmary of the college. His mother came to see him and he said it was the first time that he'd ever been still enough, because he couldn't move, to look into her eyes. There was something terribly familiar about them, 
and he couldn't figure out what it was. It was only after she left that it finally came to him. They were his eyes. No wonder they were so familiar. When you and I finally get to meet God, won't we find something terribly familiar about his eyes as well? Perhaps at long last we'll recognise the eyes that have been riveted on us forever. Perhaps we'll recognise the face that has looked for us forever. The face that, even as you're listening to this program, is searching you for signs of recognition. In the psalm we read, It is your face, O Lord, that I seek. Hide not your face. Wouldn't you like to see two eyes that look at you the way nobody else does? Wouldn't you like to read in those eyes incredible understanding and compassion? Wouldn't you like to see those eyes light up at the mention of your name? Because they do, you know. There's something else. God also says, Fiona, Keith, Ian, it's your face that I seek. Hide not your face. Let me look deeply into your eyes. I seek no others. Let me see your eyes light up at the mention of my name. Let me see those eyes sparkle with tears when you remember where you and I have been in your life. And do we hear this? How do we know that it's true? Well, it can start right now. Close your eyes and tell God that you love him and keep doing it off and on for the rest of the day and tomorrow and the next day. You will begin to see his eyes beaming out at you in everything that happens to you. And when your days are finished on this earth, you will indeed look into that dear, dear face and recognize the eyes that are your own. Thanks, Mother Hilda. So which side of the family do your eyes come from? Although, as Mother Hilda says, it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, we all have the eyes of God. Coming up after the break, our new guest presenter who will be on the show every week, Father Tony Percy, and his word segment. This week, the word is taken. And Father Tony is going to look at that word in relation to this week's gospel reading about Jesus taking Peter, James and John with him and the fact that they let themselves be taken by Jesus. Father Tony is using the work of Australian theologian Austin Cooper to see what we can take out of this week's gospel reading. Right now, more music, His Mercy Me and Greater, and after the break, Matt Maher. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Max Norden, sitting in again this week for Jude Hennessy, and it's great to have you on the journey. Bring your tired and bring your shame Bring your guilt and bring your pain Don't you know that's not your name You will always be much more to me And every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm not right But that's alright Cause I
my fault There'll be those who will call me a mistake Well, that's okay On the journey, faith, hope, and love for life in all its fullness. There are 
Father Tony Percy with his weekly reflection. Austin Cooper, an Australian theologian, maintains that the essence of Christian spirituality is found in the transfiguration of Jesus Christ. Matthew 17, chapter 17, proclaims the transfiguration. We hear Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain where they could be alone. There, in their presence, Jesus was transfigured. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Jesus takes Peter, James and John with him, and they let themselves be taken by the Lord Jesus. They don't choose the encounter, they don't will the experience. Rather, they willingly, that is freely, allow themselves to be attracted by Jesus. St Thomas Aquinas, who lived his life in the 13th century, a brilliant theologian, has a very harmonious view of our God-given freedom. The word will for Thomas does not connote a power to dominate things, but rather a willingness to be attracted by them. It's not a power, our will is not a power to dominate whatever, things or persons, but rather is a willingness to be attracted by them, by things, material things, and by especially people. So we are being alerted here to something most important in the spiritual life. Cooper is right. Our humanity is deepened when we let our freedom be engaged by the radiance and the beauty of Christ. In other words, we let ourselves be taken by Christ. Freedom is perfected, not threatened 
by truth, love and beauty. We too allow ourselves to be taken by the Lord Jesus, alone with him on the mountain. Thanks, Father Tony, and his reflection word for this week, taken, let ourselves be taken by Jesus. By the way, if you'd like to get a transcript of Father Tony's reflections, you can do so because he has it up on a blog page. Just go to the scaffold, that's all one word, thescaffold.substack.com. And on that page, you'll find Father Tony's transcripts of all his blog spots, including last week's show where we had the word prudent, not prudish. And on the blog spot this week, you'll find a transcript of today's reflection on the word taken. Coming up after the break, Trish McCarthy calling us to renew our mind. In the meantime, his newsboys and greatness of God. Faith, hope, love and life. I'm Max Norden, sitting in for Jude Hennessy, and you're still on the journey. From the dawn of creation This world has been crying out for hope For a hero to save us for the supernatural But there is only one God Who can save the day So clear the stage Prepare the way Cause heaven and earth are singing Glory, hallelujah Let the whole world sing
Faith, hope, love and life. This is The Journey. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. Do not model your behaviour on the contemporary world, but let the renewing of your mind transform you. This has been a powerful scripture in my life. The capacity to renew my mind and how I perceive things comes from my ever-growing relationship with God. The more time I spend with God, the more I see things from God's perspective, sharing His heart and mind. I guess it's a little like spending time with a close friend. You know when you meet up for a coffee or a meal, and there's no time restrictions or limits. You are free to chat, to learn, to listen, until you understand, and get an insight as to how your close friend experiences life. Sometimes you even hear yourself saying, Huh, I've never looked at it that way. Or, hmm, that's refreshing. A good place to start in renewing our mind is to remember that what you look for, you will find. If someone says to you that a particular person in your office or home is lazy, no doubt you will start to see evidence to support that claim. Yeah, they always leave early. They never offer to help clean up after an event, and the list grows. However, if you transform your thinking and commit to looking for ways in which that same person is helpful or generous, I have no doubt you will find evidence to support this too. It may even open up a whole new relationship with that person, a common ground. Your expressed gratitude in these areas may even encourage them to be more active or engaged. This rings true for how we see ourselves too. This week, you might look for evidence in your own life to support the truth that you are a loved son or daughter of God, chosen and called, blessed with a gift no one else can offer, capable, loved, generous, abundant, joy-filled, creative, helpful, nurturing, strong, committed. Surprise yourself and see yourself as God sees you. Thanks, Trish, reminding us there that we need to be constantly renewing our mind. And the more time we spend with God, the more we'll see things from God's perspective, and that will help transform our thinking. Coming up now, a bit of music, house fires and life is a gift, and also some Pat Barrett. And then after the break, the bush deacon, Josh Clayton. Josh has been sitting at a basketball game watching his youngest son, Patrick, play and getting a little bit of coaching. And that reminded Josh that how would it be if we actually got some spiritual coaching? What difference would it make in our life? That's with the bush deacon, Josh Clayton, after the break. Faith, hope, love and life. I'm Max Norton, sitting in for Jude Hennessy, and you're on the journey. Life is 
Everything 
I'm Nicholas from Beaconsfield in New South Wales, and you're on the journey. Through every battle, through every heartbreak, through every circumstance, I believe that you are my fortress. Oh, you are my portion. You are my hiding place. Oh, I believe you are.
together on the journey. Faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. And now here's the Bush Deacon, Josh Clayton. Recently I was at a basketball game for one of my sons, my youngest son Patrick. And at that basketball game they were trying to get ready for it. They were doing a bit of practicing, some drills and things like that. I also had my eldest son, my eldest son Jack there with me. Jack decided to jump up and go help the younger team to run through a few little activities to help them warm up for the game, but also to help them work a little bit better as a team. The thing that struck me about that was that Jack was so quick and so good at leading others, but the other side was that they really appreciated having someone there to guide them, that being the younger guys, Patrick's teammates. It made me think about how important it is for each and every one of us to reflect on who are the people that we have in our life that help coach us, help guide us, give us ideas to how we can live our life in a better way so that we can be who we're meant to be. It's not all just about saying, pick up your Bible and read it. There's obviously great ideas and ways of living in the New Testament. Jesus was an amazing coach. But it's also coming alongside other people in our everyday life. Mentors, people that can work with us to help us to grow and develop and change to the people we're meant to be. It made me think when I saw that moment where the boys were there going through the motions and running a few drills in basketball and Jack helping out. Who have I got as a mentor that can help me to actually know what I'm doing a little bit better? I think all of us need those people around us and hopefully you're someone that has that has those people there that are ready to support you and guide you and to be that shoulder to lean on when things aren't going right. But maybe there's times you don't have someone. You've always got God. Jesus is always there for you. But how can you identify other people that can help you in your daily life? Maybe it's your local church. Maybe it's part of a community group. There's plenty of people out there willing to help. We just have to be willing to put our hand up and ask for that assistance. darkness we were waiting without hope without light till from heaven you came running there was mercy in your eyes to fulfill the law and prophets to a virgin came the word from a throne of endless glory to a cradle in the Salvation 
Great music to finish the show, Caleb and Kelsey, and that powerful song, King of Kings. And before that, the Bush Deacon, Josh Clayton, reminding us that life could be a lot better if we considered having a spiritual coach as well as a life coach. Someone to help guide us, give us ideas on how we can live our life in a better way so that we can be the people we're meant to be. And as he says, there's plenty of people out there who can help us do that. We just have to be prepared to stick our hand up and ask for the help. Thanks, Josh, for that great input. And thanks to all our presenters on the show this week, apart from Josh Clayton, also Trish McCarthy, Father Tony Percy and his word of the day, taken, wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda, and right up at the start of the show, Father Richard Healy and his thoughts on contrasting today's gospel reading with the scene of Calvary and Jesus' crucifixion and the links between those two events. And just a reminder, if there was anything on today's show that grabbed your attention, you'd like to hear it again or share it with some of your friends, go to jcr.org.au. You can uh, get replays of today's show and all our past shows as well. We'll be doing it all again next week. Well, Jude should be doing it all again next week with him being back on deck. In the meantime, have a great week. Faith, hope, love and life. I'm Max Norton sitting in this week for Jude Hennessy. The Journey is produced on Darul Country in the office of the Bishop for the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.